You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. All right, welcome back to another episode of Future Friday. Since the the return today, I'm uh, joined by none other than my fucking one of my best friends in the entire world, one of the coolest guys on earth, Joe Godino. What's hey, up, Joe? What's up, man? Yeah, I was just air drumming. Yeah, <laughs> can't yeah. see it, but it was right on. It, it was definitely on yeah. time. Uh, the Chisel is the is the band that does that song on the beginning. There, they're amazing. Um, they've been in and out of Philly. I've not seen them. We've been on tour the entire time. It sucks. We're on tour a lot, and we miss a lot of bands come through here, which is kind of a bummer. It's true. We're going to miss a really awesome band uh, next week called Homefront playing at hmm. uh, Photo Club because we're going to be at Scott's Bachelor Party. Yeah, we are. Yeah, That's <laughs> yeah, going to be a are. whole other conversation. Yeah, it is. It's, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be great. Yeah, it's going to uh, be awesome. So we're here at Rec Philly in the WXPN podcast studio, and we're here to talk about the UFO UAP congressional hearing that happened yesterday. Pretty insane. Yeah. It to was... even say that a sentence. <laughs> exactly. It's been a long journey. A lot of people, I think... You know, so a lot of people called me, my fam. Well, I talked to my sister. I talked to Corey Cerisi. I talked to a bunch of uh, people I know through my wife. And a lot of people had the same questions and the same kind of like, what the hell is this that's going on? And it's pretty wild to see what their narrative of everything is. Yeah, I mean, I can imagine it like we follow this stuff, you know? So it's like we kind of knew it was like coming up and kind of knew a little bit what to expect. But if you just like turned on the news yesterday and <laughs> saw this, like, I don't know. I can't imagine how, how weird that would be. And I mean, it's even weird for us being that we know about this stuff. But I can't imagine if you were just like went in blind, you know? Totally. This is like a, a very much a punk. This is our punk thing in the sense that we had this first and now that's really popular. Yeah. Except I want to share it with everyone and I don't feel like any of it belongs to me at all in the least bit. Yeah, it's cool. It's it's like cool if people start listening. Yeah, it'd be very, band. very cool. I want to scream yeah. to the high heaven. This is not a jawbreaker situation here. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. You can you can buy the t shirts. Yeah. All good. So you and I have been reading books and learning about this. This is kinda of sucks, but well actually it doesn't suck. I think it's great. For twenty years. Dude, okay. I was thinking about this today when you and I were in your parents' basement. And we were like probably like 19 or something, like mm -hmm. maybe even younger. Well, I mean, definitely younger, but we were trying to stream the uh, disclosure thing, the uh, oh, disclosure yeah. project. And yep. that was before like streaming was easy to do. So I remember it took us like an hour to figure out like how to do it on like your parents' like home computer. Yeah. <laughs> and we were sitting in the basement, like, but that was so long ago. Yeah. I bought like a PCI card, which is sticks in the back of a PC. Uh, I remember we actually we built that I built that PC at like a job training event that was funded nice. by the state when I was maybe 18 years old. Damn. Um, either way, we I got a PCR card uh, card from like Tiger Direct or something that I thought would work to plug into the TV and it did work. And the whole point was we wanted to, to download. This is either pre torrent. I don't remember, but it was uh, a the uh, National Press Club. Uh, if I got that right, did a had a disclosure event with Dr. Stephen Greer, who we both know is a wildly controversial character, mm. um, with a bunch of military witnesses and civilian government people in 2001 was when that press conference was. And then we all know what happened in 2001. Oh, yeah. yeah. Things got a little overshadowed. Things got a little there, overshadowed but... for by our 14th or 15th birthdays. That was what happened. Man. Insane. But yeah, so 
that was yeah that was so long ago and so i can't honestly i can't believe that you know I, honestly i can't believe it's taken this long for something to come out uh, a little more public you know but mm -hmm. also it's either way it's awesome that it, it it has you know it doesn't like it took a while but whatever you know it's still out there totally i think that there's a bunch of kind of anchored events uh that i was talking about yesterday when i'm trying to explain this i don't want to call it a field i definitely don't want to call it a community even though it is for sure but the idea of the community it, all right would you agree with this the amount of drama and kind of like meta discussions regarding the ufo topic often overtakes a lot of the substance of the actual topic and the people that talk about it and write books about it? Yeah, I think I know what you're saying. So basically for me, I think what, what mirrors this is like there's a lot of times there's not really too much to talk about. So it's kind of like digging into something so deep when there's really not much to like dig up, you know? So it's just like the same conversation uh, you know, the same kind of like uh, narrative with it for so long and there's nothing new, yeah. you know, and it's like, but now it's finally like, I feel like there's more, more to dig into because it used to just be like the same recycled stuff, you know, Absolutely. I don't know if that's what you're saying, but that's kind of how yeah, I Yeah, well, what I was saying is there's so much fucking drama. Oh yeah, and there's so much bullshit and weird meta discussions about like we're not doing this right. It, it that it oh, right, right. really turn people off, and then it's really silly, and it's I find it to be very tedious and boring. Yeah, like I don't know, I don't know if I want to throw this word around, but like gatekeeping of it. Oh, there's it's, like, so much gatekeeping. People, of yeah, it. there's almost like, you know, like. Well, and also I've noticed too, a lot of the times it's a lot of people like talking about how like they were the first ones to like bring up this idea, you yeah. know, of of some random thing, and uh, it's kind of like. Yeah, it definitely takes away from the. I could see what you're saying. Like it, it, it definitely kind of makes it look. Uh, it doesn't make it look as like inviting. Yeah, so I'm gonna give my own form of gatekeeping, and that is a warning to people getting into the topic and subject. I would say read books about it, <laughs> where people have taken a lot of time to vet resources and witnesses and really took a lot of time to develop a big idea and that when you get into this topic you will discover that it's full of grifters and full of people that are mentally ill as well um, but that adds to the stigma of the entire thing and that the, a bunch of the people who are hoisted up as leaders or thought leaders or whatever the fuck you want to however you want to frame it uh, are kind of self-centered and have a different types of agendas and that there's a lot there's going to be a lot to sort through and sift through people like Stephen Greer um, there's, a, there's a lot of baggage that goes along with it and it, pe pe just be prepared for that psychological component which maybe exists in most things I don't even know, you know? yeah yeah sure but but at the same time like exists everywhere. yeah yeah I think it's cool that at least you know I'm hoping anyway that some of that will get filtered out being that it's becoming more like mainstream yeah you know you'll get you'll like some of that uh, like uh, so, uh, side noise will be turned down a little you know and you can totally. we can just kind of focus on like what the the bigger points are with all this and I think like yesterday if we're dating this podcast but when when the yeah hearing was um, it's currently 1257 p.m. on Thursday July 27th 2023 yeah you guessed right <laughs> I guessed right uh, clock. but yeah so um, what was I saying yeah so I think that like now that that has happened the hearing has happened um, the the major points are more uh, in like the forefront now, which is cool. So I think hopefully a lot of the noise will be turned down on the outside. Absolutely, and I think that that 
being more popular, people who are really into and have been really into it, like us, or a lot of the voices and podcast hosts and shit, like whatever journalists and documentary filmmakers, uh, may be apprehensive towards like you know more people coming in. They want to like hold on to what they see as theirs. That's yeah. just a cynical part of me talking. But uh, so one thing on this topic, a lot of p- things that people are going to run into are untrustworthy people. A lot of this is based off of one particular witness, Stephen Grush. Grush, sorry, uh, who you know I wouldn't call it hearsay, but it's secondhand accounts. The guy uh, interviewed over forty people uh, as the NROs, you know, kind of liaison to the uh, one of the Pentagon's UFO investigation programs. And interviewed forty over forty people and had some insane things to say about what they said. But so I was going through trying to figure out whether or not you or I are trustworthy for people to listen to this. And I thought, well, here's the things that we don't have: journalism backgrounds, no, uh, high education degrees in journalism, nope, or writing or anything at all for that matter. No, no, <laughs> uh, no proof that I ever read a book. <laughs> There's really no proof. So I, I took the My liberty. Goodreads account, maybe. It's true. I, I went to, uh, yeah, Goodreads is probably, side note, one of the strangest, most fucked up social medias. Oh, so yeah. many people uh, review books that they haven't read. <laughs> so many, like, weird, so many weird things on there, man. People are crazy. Uh, so I, I went to WikiHow, and I tried to look up um, how to tell if someone's trustworthy. So I figured maybe we could kick it up with that. All right, got this from WikiHow. Uh, watch their eyes. Both liars and trustworthy people will likely look away when you ask them a difficult question because thinking of a response requires concentration. However, people who are lying may only briefly look away, whereas people who are telling the truth may take uh, more time to compose their answer. So I figure I can test and see if you're trustworthy. And I swear to God, I wrote, I'm not going to ask some of these questions. I wrote them last night, but only you will, you and I will know why I'm not going to ask them. All right, so here's the first one. Uh, have you ever, as a young teenager, sometime around 2002, run inside of a Kmart in Dixon City, Pennsylvania, and run out the door with a life-size cardboard cutout of the cast of Lord of the Rings that was part of a DVD promotion, and then you kept it in your mom's basement for several years? <laughs> yeah. All <laughs> oh, right. Well, you're I, not lying. Okay. I'm not going to lie. No, I did that. I find you trustworthy. Uh, yeah. Have you ever in your entire life been inside of an adult entertainment facility? Yes. They're making this really easy. I was trying to catch you in a <laughs> no, line. No, come on. All right, that's that's the end of the of the trustworthy. Qu- so I proved that you're trustworthy. Yeah, I, you know. So everyone out there can trust what you have to say about UFOs and totally. stuff. Totally. Um, just filter all the questions to me, man. You got this. <laughs> Hell yeah, you do. All right, well, we'll roll. Let's roll right into it. I'm gonna play a uh, section of the hearing um, so that we can stop talking for a second. That uh, Jeff Riddle sent me. Thank you, Jeff. Uh oh, awkward pause. Awkward pause. Do you believe our government has made contact with intelligent extraterrestrials? Something I can't discuss in public setting. Um, okay, I can't ask when you think this occurred. <laughs> um, if you believe we have crashed craft, uh, stated earlier, do we have the bodies of the pilots who piloted this craft? As I've stated publicly already in my News Nation interview, uh, biologics came with some of these recoveries. Yeah. Um, were they, I guess, human or non-human biologics? Non-human, and that was the assessment of people uh, with direct knowledge on the program I talked to that are currently still on the program. Do you believe our government has made contact? Damn, okay. 
I mean, <laughs> if the answer was just no, <laughs> you'd say no, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so maybe we break down what happened there. That was uh, uh, David Grush, who I mentioned before, worked for... He was a combat veteran in Afghanistan. I think he's our age. Well, he is our age. Mm-hmm. And he... Um, you know, worked within the, for, I think, for the Defense Intelligence Agency, if I got that wrong, sorry. But he, at one point, was the NRO's attache to uh, the Pentagon's UFO investigation. He interviewed over 40 people. So that, what he just said about the non-human biologics, weird way, biologics, who knows what the fuck that means, um, is something that he is saying someone else said to him. Yeah, yeah. So basically, he was just you know, so high up that he was constantly just like around types of people that would know this stuff essentially. And they told him, this is some of the stuff that's like that we have behind the scenes, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Some people came up to him and said, Hey, we, the the whole crux of this, let's do that. All right. Sorry to be a little bit scatterbrained. Like I mentioned, we are doing a new format for the podcast and we're going to try our best. Um, and Joe and I've been into this for a long time, so we're going to break it down to you. So what, what are we doing here? Everyone keeps asking me what's going on. Why this hearing? Why now? Uh, let's do like a, if a, we were sitting at the bar stools at, you know, uh, at two street at, uh, at the corner and, you know, chime in whenever here, I'm going I'm to try to explain it. So 2001, the press conference hearing, uh, sorry, the press conference where they brought up all of those witnesses They go over the shit, it blows it out into the public consciousness for people like you and I at that age and the broader public, it really brought a new resurgence of interest in the topic. Um, Mm -hmm. then fast forward, you and I are real into it. A bunch of people are into it. You see kind of things, uh, posted on message boards with the time before the kind of 2016 ruining of all things conspiracy by, you know, various QAnon adjacent stuff and people, boomers on Facebook who, uh, ruined it for me forever, which sucks because it used to be really fun to just look at ridiculous things. Okay. So. That's where we're kind of living in. We're reading books by, you know, Dr. John B. Alexander, reading uh, Jacques Vallée's books, really kind of diving into it. And then in December of 2017, the uh, New York Times posted what has gone down to be an absolutely earth-shattering article called, with the headline of Glowing Auras and Black Money, the Pentagon's Mysterious UFO Program. So to break down a bunch, and it was written by Leslie Kane, a Ralph Blumenthal, and Helene Cooper. So re- remember those names. That's going to come up. It's going to be important soon. Um, in this article, it kind of gives a little bit of a breakdown of the military's investigations of UFOs. They said they had no program at the time, and they did. So this was breaking that out. Uh, it turns out that Harry Reid, who was the um, Nevada Democrat, he was the Senate Majority Leader at that time, back in 2007, who was an old-ass man. The reason he got into UFOs, and and they say this in the article, is because John Glenn, the first American in space, told him to check it out, told him it was worth checking out. Um, I didn't, I didn't, I don't know if I knew that. Yeah, isn't that wild? Yeah, that's insane. So him, and then he he bands up with uh, 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 Senator Ted Stevens, who was a World War II pilot who saw a UFO. One of them followed Mm -hmm. his plane. And then uh, Senator Daniel Inouye from Hawaii, who's so old. You know, I believe he had a UFO experience. I'm not sure exactly what it was, but he was interested in the topic. He was a World War II veteran. He at least knew and heard about those things. He he watched Pearl ha- Harbor happen, you know. Mm-hmm. That's how old these people are in 2007, and they've had this kind of question at the back of their mind. So the narrative goes. 
they got together, I think it was $20, 30000000 million to attach to um, a budget to study the topic. They go out to uh, Bigelow, owns Bigelow Aerospace, this wacky-ass billionaire whose grandparents had a crazy UFO experience. Give him the money. He builds a, where- a fucking warehouse in Nevada um, where they house metal, apparently, that fell from the sky as part of UAP experiences. And they hired this guy, Lou Elizondo. Lou Elizondo runs this Pentagon program. At the end of uh, one of the impetus of this this groundbreaking article that comes out is that Lou Elizondo resigned formally in a letter to the uh, Secretary of Defense at the time, who was General Mattis. You know, Mad Dog Mattis. You ever saw Generation Kill uh, miniseries on HBO? If you haven't, he's uh, his character, well, him. It's you know an actor playing him is the guy who walks out onto the bridge that they're trying to take in like one of the first episodes but you know everybody he had a whole bunch of drama with um the trump administration and all that kind of shit so he writes him a letter of resignation he resigns from the program because he feels that these uop uh are endangering u.s service personnel by flying and you know having (laughs) technological superiority Mm -hmm. fucking all kinds of things up and then there's some cases that are mentioned specifically the most famous being the 2004 um Tic Tac UFO case with Commander David Fravor. So basically, the short of it, and I'll tell me if I got this right, they're out there doing training exercises outside of uh, San Diego. They see a bunch of water getting disrupted on the ground. Mm-hmm. It's a um, you know clear day. Weather's not that. Commander David Fravor is leading this um, group of fighter jets sees an object under the water, right above the water, sorry, that's zooming around in really strange ways that don't exhibit the type of propulsion that we have. It goes fucking nuts. They circle around to go get it. It shoots off really fast. The people on, I believe, the USS Nimitz come back in and say, hey, you're not going to believe this. This thing shot 60 miles in less than a minute, and it's at a place where you had predetermined that you were going to meet up before, which is spooky and weird. Mm -hmm. So that uh, information gets leaked uh, and then the famous video gets leaked of the forward-looking infrared video. So it's like an infrared video of a Tic Tac. It's the picture that you've seen scattered around. It's probably the picture used as the headline for anything you're going to read about the history. Uh, sorry, the hearing that happened yesterday. So fast forward, people start getting into it. Other Congress people are now involved, and they attach a um, demand onto one of the National Defense Authorization Acts, which is like the budget for the Army. They say, hey, you're going to study this, and you're going to come back and present your findings. That was what had happened, I think it was two years ago, when they mm-hmm. released that. And there was the famous meeting where the government said, yes, we have <laughs> objects in the sky. We don't know where they're from. We don't know who they are, and they exist. And here's you know, the, the, uh, the factors that we looked into. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. has led to more drama. It just keeps going on. I keep getting more interested in it. Now some other politicians have taken up the kind of torch and made it their kind of, um, you know, one of their their cause celebrates or whatever you would say. Yeah, yeah. And basically, so the hearings yesterday were the so the pilot that you mentioned. Yeah, it's Commander David Fravor. Um, and then along with. The other incident that was in the New York Times report, um, the pilot of that incident as well. Um, yeah, Ryan Graves. Ryan Graves, Ryan yeah. Graves was there. He experienced uh, UFOs, I believe, off the coast of Virginia Beach, mm-hmm. where we're playing next month. Yeah, plug that. It's August 25th. Sure. Uh, <laughs> the or something? Yeah, it's the real date. Oh, cool. Yeah, uh, yeah it's so- It's not the- a shark. It's not called Sharky, sorry. 
So the hearing um, was uh, those two pirate pilots and then David Grush, who was the guy that, you know, had a bunch of this stuff told to him. Yeah, so the big impetus for this hearing is the David Grush thing. So if you remember that groundbreaking article that was written in 2017 that blew a lot of this open and really plunged it back into the collective consciousness of of Americans in the world, uh, Leslie Kane and Ralph Blumenthal wrote another article and it blew open this whistleblower, Ryan Graves, and they wrote that in the debrief, which is a like a technology um, publication. I mean, it's online only. Yeah, uh, who uh, are Mike Hanks is a writer for them. Yeah, love that good, guy. Good he's guy. got a great podcast. If you want to check that out, I know he's a musician. He's got like one of the best radio voices ever. The perfect radio voice. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, maybe if I'm not lazy, I'll pop a splice of that in here. I'm probably gonna be too lazy. I was so. about to do a, uh, uh, an, an impersonation, impression. but I can't. I, it's too good. <laughs> I can't do it. Yeah. So this David Grush guy comes forward and makes a litany of outrageous and audacious claims. Yeah. He's backed up by his record. He's backed up by a bunch of people within the um, military and intelligence community that are vouching for him. But the things that he's saying. You know, the, the caveat is that he doesn't know these things firsthand. Well, first of all, a bunch of this shit, he can't say it because it's classified. Yeah, there was a lot in the hearing of like, which would probably frustrate a lot of people, but he was just basically like, I can't say this in public. But if you want to talk private and get us like a closed room with a bunch of government people, like I will tell you all of this stuff, but it's not something he can say, which I know sounds a little ridiculous, but that's just the nature of this kind of stuff and the, the like you know, the precautions he has to take. And furthermore, like all of three of these guys that were in the, um, the hearing yesterday, if like they at the beginning of it swore under oath, like this isn't the kind of thing that you're just going to go up there and be like, yeah, I guess I saw this shit and I'm just going to like talk some shit about it. Like if they're lying or are proved to be lying about any of this, they are in a lot of trouble. And I guess you go to jail, right? Like you could be charged with perjury, perjury. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, you know, it's not the kind of shit. Yeah. So it's it's it, given that context, it makes like I had to keep reminding myself that while I was watching this, mm-hmm. I was just like, man, there's no there's absolutely no reason for these guys to lie or stretch this. And for any reason, T- totally. So the, the thing I'm trying to drive home with this hearing at this moment is that it's the first time this guy spoke under oath in this fashion. Um the other two witnesses didn't bring anything new, but lend a, a, a. I don't want to talk about that in terms of like lending credibility and stuff. Basically, these reports have been happening of UAP consistently up through antiquity, up to now, increased in great volume in the 1940s, 50s. There's some major, huge things that happened. This is not the UFO history episode. Maybe we'll do one of those. I would type it up first and then read it, which would probably be annoying, but we can we can do that eventually. Yeah, but, but Yeah, th- th- it's being taken seriously, uh, more seriously than it has in the past by us and by members of Congress, uh, simply partially because of the amount of time that went by. So David Fravor's event is supported by other witnesses. There's radar uh, information, all kinds of things attached to that case. You can look about it. Or I also went over it uh, pretty deeply in an episode of this podcast about Area 51. Ryan Graves, similar. Lots of evidence. He has his own podcast, his own organization that he's made to make it safer for pilots to come forward. And one of the reasons, you know, the kind of the main reasons that Congress had this hearing is one, because of whistleblower protections and the culture around that. Two, transparency, looking for greater transparency because Congress is supposed to oversee these programs and they're claiming that they were not given the correct access Mm -hmm. that they've supposed to have. And, uh, 
yeah, those are the main things. So there's also, you know, it's a big hot button issue. So you have like kind of the attention seeking, uh, what I consider to be kind of attention seeking goofier politicians like Matt Gates and AOC and stuff attached to it now and showing up and, you know, like, yeah, I'll get in there. Why not? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Let's go sit in on that. I mean, if I were one of them and I were just like on the outside of some of this and I could just go sit in that room, I'd probably (laughs) do it too. I'd be like, yeah. All right. What am I doing? Uh, Yeah, I'll go. I'll go check this out for fucking sure. Uh, so they had Ryan Graves and David Favor there, and then this David Grush is the big one. And that uh, article will come out. He's making outrageous claims, but the main claim to take away is he's saying that um, a bunch of unnamed officials have told him that the the federal government of the United States, along with military industrial complex, you know, leadership, defense contractors. Uh, maintain a highly secretive UFO recovery program that they're in possession of non-human spacecraft and apparently some type of biological entities, and then it's been going on for decades. Yeah, yeah. That's fucking cr- Everybody's, you know, said that. A lot of people have come forward and said something similar, and there's all kinds of hush-hush shit that have been said by different, uh, you know, Dr. Edgar Mitchell, who was the 14th man on the moon, that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and all that stuff was like so interesting to hear from all these people throughout the years. Of, but like now that it's in this official way, like when you see somebody even just like just like sitting in a building in Washington, you know, and you have <laughs> the press around you and all this stuff. And they're just like plainly saying that this stuff is like they have this technology and like all of this stuff is real and it's happening. Like it's just a whole different thing. Like it really like it just set a whole different tone to all of this, you know. It one hundred percent, and it brought like a, a you know a legitimacy to it. And what my favorite part about all this is that it's bringing these uh, events. You know, I feel like I don't know how it is for you, but I normally look at this in a very historical context. Mm-hmm. So it's always the old cases that are coming forward and the old cases for me that stay in the forefront. The ones that you read about, they're the ones that people have gotten older and, and kind of made, you know, everything from deathbed confessions to other things. And you get the, the, the context is, is easier to grasp. Mm-hmm. And it's also stays more mystical for me because it's happened in the past. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, it's easier and safer and more comfortable to research those. than it is, uh, you know, it feels dangerous and kind of scary uh, to some existential degrees to be like, yeah, there's something happening right now today in 2023. Mm-hmm. Um, that's happening to a pilot off of the East coast, which is, you know, not very far from here. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It's it. Yeah. I see what you're saying. It's like, we're like living in it right now. Whereas when you, you know, look into old cases and stuff, it really is just, it's storybook. You totally. know, you, you're told you're so, you're so removed from it that it just becomes like this, uh, this like, it's like folklore, you know, 100%. It's like folklore. And there's a great book. I recommend everyone read it. The whole world read this book. Uh, Dr. Diana Pasolka, who is a from the Triangle, I believe. She thinks she's a professor of theology down at Duke or UNC or something like that, mm-hmm. um, wrote a book called American Cosmic. And it is not only an incredible story, uh, there's like a gonzo element to it where she's part of the story of talking to these people who were involved in these um, current investigations, but is a framework and kind of a, you know, analyzation of the UFOs as religion, as a replacement for Christianity, morality, mysticism in the United States. Um, sounds kind of out there. You know, we love the out there shit. Yeah. But it's totally. great. It's a it's a really fascinating read. It talks about our relationship to the phenomena. 
our cultural relationship to the phenomena of movies, and they talked to some really fucking fascinating people in there. Hell yeah, that sounds awesome. I actually haven't read that. Oh my god, it's my it's I've my absolute favorite UFO book at the moment. I'm in. Super Sign good. me up. All right, so we got kind of our non-linear breakdown there of uh, talking about. Oh, we should also talk about uh, Representative Tim Burchett, who's this like you know wild ass Republican guy from mm-hmm. Tennessee, but is very much a character when he says "dab gummit." Dab gummit. He says "dab gummit." <laughs> I these UFOs, man. Uh, I wish we had a hoagie mouth congressman running all this. Oh my god, yeah. You know, <laughs> just some lady from the Northeast who just like. <laughs> No, <laughs> no, that's not. I'm not gonna do that. Again. Yeah, I'm not gonna. But do that. <laughs> um, I should though. Yeah, he's uh, you know, he's a dude. Whatever. It's it. So one of the big things that like that uh was a big takeaway from it too was like it was so um bipartisan. So it's not like you have like. And, you know, it's not like a bunch of Republicans, like, pushing for this uh, disclosure and stuff or a bunch of, like, Democrats. It's very, like, you know, down the middle. Like, it doesn't have any agenda on, on either side or whatever that it leans toward, leans toward, which I think is pretty awesome. Makes the whole thing, like, less muddy and just less, like, drama-filled. Oh, yeah. I mean, we could I could talk for—I don't want to, but I would and could and have— <laughs> Talk for hours about how everyone's fucking brain is completely melted and then turned into a jackass after uh, 2016 for the most part. It's it, yeah, it's just one. not an us and them thing. Yeah, you know, it's it's like all it, it's just like a very like uh, open topic for everybody, which yeah. is, which is cool. And a more cynical part of myself is sure that the it's about t minus fucking five minutes until this turns into a politicized situation where. Yeah, let me guess. Uh, my people, annoying friends who are on my kind of political team who post Casper mattress ad infographics on their Instagram <laughs> stories uh, as their fucking slacktivism will probably turn it into a thinking about UFOs as some kind of right wing <laughs> waste of time. I, I hope it doesn't and go on the there. Other side, but it will turn into exactly what you think it would. Totally. I mean, I, and I hear what you're saying. Like every everything just in in, in some way gets like uh, pushed to one side these yeah, days. Yeah, you know, whatever. Fit, That's like just kind of how bizarre neurotic framework. Yeah, yeah. So I hope it doesn't get there. And so far, it's 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 been really uh, it it hasn't taken any any side of the aisle or whatever, however you want to put it. So so far, so good on that front. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about non-human intelligence. We're talking about God. You know, we're talking about fucking the 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 uh, kind of furthering of the greatest existential questions that we could possibly have. Yeah, it's it's so far beyond any of of that kind of like human, you know, left or right thing. You know, it's yeah. it's so hopefully it doesn't get to that point. But um, who the fuck was that? <laughs> I don't know. Somebody just opened the door. They want in on this? I don't know. Yeah, come in. You can talk to us about this stuff. All right. Here, you roll. I'm going to close that door. All right. But yeah, so it hasn't been um it's it's kind of a straight down the down the middle thing, which has been awesome. Um so I think and yesterday, I think I don't know, you might know more about this, but like as far as the um the people who were speaking, it was pre- it wasn't like really favored in any sort of um right or left thing like more republicans and democrats whatever it was kind of like yeah, i'm not sure open. the ranking member of the democrat uh, uh garcia was kind of the chair well was the chairman he's a democrat uh mm-hmm. burchett and luna are republicans um you know 
Yeah. They didn't really ever seem to. I mean, their language brought it in. You mm-hmm. know, you can kind of tell. First of all, there's nothing more annoying to me than watching a congressman read off of a, a congressperson read off of a piece of paper. I don't even care what they're saying. Just watching them read it, it just like irks every fucking being of my <laughs> yeah. my existence on that one. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, after this, our nonlinear explanation, we're just going to jump into a bunch of questions that we farmed from Instagram because I feel like that's the most you know interesting way for me and you to talk about it as people who are not journalists and not yeah, yeah we'll, uh, we'll specialists just, in politics or anything like that. We're uh, you know we're we're more casual. This is more casual. Yeah, we're just trying to bring everybody up to date. This is very cash. Uh, so just in no particular order, Marissa from Mannequin Pussy um, said Space Force question mark Military Industrial Complex question mark. Uh, yeah, that hits it right in the head to me, you know, uh, to pull a question out of it, the military industrial complex, the convoluted, complicated, overpaid relationship between defense contractors in the United States military has created a situation of overclassification, secrecy, war, murder, destruction. Uh, it does not surprise me in the least bit that something like this would be hidden, you know, uh, whether it's hidden consciously, which is a question that Corey asked me yesterday, actually was like, well, do you think that they've like hidden the technology and they're just like making money off of it? I actually don't think that I've never seen any evidence for that. People like, Mm -hmm. uh, Lieutenant, or sorry, um, uh, Philip Corso, I forget what his rank was, um, said that that's what happened you know i'd never seen any evidence for it i really think it's more like people like dr john b alexander who was a a high-ranking member of the air force said they just don't know so they got it looked at it. they're like we don't know what the fuck to do with this so they just rolled with that um but you know in the united states we we grew up in a place that eisenhower kind of warned about in his famous farewell address where he talked warned of the military industrial complex and kind of either coined that term or brought it to the forefront of the uh, uh, conversation in the United States and that was that we live in a place where those federal military contracts for places like Toby Hanna Army Depot, Chamberlain, General Dynamics keep the area employed and if those contracts go away the area would be decimated economically. Mm-hmm. So the people who get those military contracts are going to continue to get elected and the literal well-being of the area is going to be based off of that and it happens all over the United States. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I'm just like, yeah. Yeah. Cool. cool. <laughs> Sorry, I got a little ranty, but it was fun. No, no. That but I mean, I don't know. What's uh what do we got here? We got next next question. Right for how about from Jessinger? Uh what do you think about extraterrestrial life in the ocean? Oh yeah, dude. Honestly, I think that that is like so probable when you hear about like so many of these cases, like like just that biggest one with uh, the Fravor guy, he was saying that, you know, they saw like water, like a water disturbance first. And then there's that crazy video mm-hmm. where the, they have like, it's like a super far away video from a ship or something. And they see something like hover above the water and then go into the water, like this big yeah. object. And you can actually see the splash and all the guys in the video are like, it's splashed, it's splashed. Like, yeah. you know, like it actually, I don't know. I feel like that's such a big thing. There, There's like, I don't know. That's one of the reoccurring um things that you hear that I actually like totally am on board with. I feel like that's a complete possibility. Oh, totally. I'm going to repeat this over and over again that we're using the language extraterrestrial and alien. Uh, I know you with me on this one. We don't know if it's extraterrestrial and alien, the phenomena. It could be ultra terrestrial. One of my favorite theories. It could be interdimensional. It could be our own tech, quote unquote, even though 
I think that's a lot less likely. I think it'd be more likely that it was <laughs> a breakaway civilization of human beings or something similar that's hidden, you know, whatever. But yeah, but we will not change the questions, and I'm still just going to use extraterrestrial and alien because that works well. But yeah, uh, uh, they call them USOs, underground submerged or underground submersible objects. Mm-hmm. There's a, a bunch of uh, really famous cases that you can check the shag harbor incident is one of them mm-hmm. um just recently i was listening to an oceanographer on that works for nasa on ryan graves podcast called somewhere in the sky and she spoke about how 96 percent of the Sprague. livable space on the um earth is in the ocean <laughs> yeah yeah so that whole thing and there was a really great larp uh, live action role play call it of someone from the internet that has making the rounds that was really fascinating, like a, a theory. Well, they claimed to be someone who worked for the intelligence agencies, which, you know, <laughs> they never are. But except for the time, there's this website, Above Top Secret, that I used to go to all the time, uh, that the Tic Tac video was posted there in 2008. Really? It was, yeah, it was leaked there. Someone said, wow. hey, I have this video. And everyone was like, nah, whatever, fuck that. And then yeah. 10 years later, it was confirmed to be by the Pentagon was like, yeah, no, that's the video. That's crazy. Isn't that fucking wild? Um, but yeah, there, the LARP was that there's a, a autonomous factory deep under the ocean that purpose builds the uh, UAP for whatever tasks that they're meant to be part of. And it's some type of like regulating of the humans in a zoo or whatever the fuck. It was really fun. It See, that's the thing is like story. I just keep my my mind is so completely open with this stuff that like it's so hard for me to latch on to even just the like, you know, alien being in a craft coming from some planet and hanging out, going underwater even and like like zooming around the ocean. Like I just don't know if that's like for all we know, it just it could be like a time travel situation. It could be absolutely like putting any kind of narrative to it to me just seems like so like it just doesn't make sense. Exactly. Like, I just think it's probably something that whatever it is, is we just completely have no way to understand it. Yeah, you know? it's just completely beyond our, our scope. And that's one thing I try to write home to and a lot of people will. It's weird. The whole push against the UAP phenomenon, it comes from a strange place that takes a lot of things as truth before they are. Uh, it's They argue against it by saying, surely they would visit our leaders or something like that. But we don't know what or, or anything like that. You can't ascribe a motivation or, or a human um, frameworking to... Uh, a you know a race of people or a phenomenon you just can't do that so mm-hmm. like I, my mind is also open if we saw an anthill and like on the anthill there was like one other little anthill white house yeah. and there was like one little <laughs> ant going in and out of that little anthill white house like would we just assume that that's the ones that you need to go talk to like oh they're the ones that like they handle all this shit for the ant for the ant community so uh, we're just gonna go like, yeah, talk exactly. to them like like I don't know the idea that they would have any reference for what our civilization I don't know it's totally. all just like so silly I was speaking to some people yesterday about in a in a in a group chat of you know w- wouldn't the you know wouldn't this hypothetical group of people I guess essentially help with climate change et cetera like that and it's like we don't divert the stream for the ant hill you know I don't think that anything like that would be would be worthy, yeah, but then that self point. is also already putting it into the workings of a human. Uh, so, all right, we got a bunch of these questions. We're definitely not going to get to all of them, but I wanted to. Can we rip into the ones from my sister and my nieces and all yeah, that? Yeah, go for it. All right, let's see. Okay, let's see here. All right, here we got one from my uncle Pat. 
Uh, does the fact that Donald Trump, who cannot keep a secret, has not shared more about this topic, does that make you more skeptical? Uh, not in the least bit. Does it make me more skeptical? Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Because I, I would have been that Donald Trump, as, a, as the U.S. president, would have been someone who would be intimately um, knowledgeable gonna, of any of these projects, and I don't think he was. Yeah, I mean, my my gut is just saying, like, who would tell that guy anything? Like, who's going to, yeah. like, I don't know. I mean, I, I would be like, he's an idiot. He's enough to know that. Yeah, shit. I mean, Obama said more about it. Yeah. Than yeah. Donald Trump did. Um, yeah, everybody just look up. If you Googled, like, Obama UFO clip, You'd probably find yeah exactly on the Colbert. It's he's super on quick. Colbert show, and um, it's pretty awesome. Totally, yeah, but I yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, that's a, a framing of it's a political frame to me that gets right into the territory of a of a political framing, and of the kind of like uh, uh, assumptions that are made about the workings of it, and it completely just writes off all of the facts and information that's happened. And yeah. that's things that I said this the other day on like a band phone call, but the devil's in the details. I'm starting to like mantra that recently and realize that, no, that if you want to find out what's up with the UAP, the devil is in the details, literally. Like you can get really lost up in, well, surely Donald Trump would have shared something because he's the fucking evil dumbass or whatever. Uh, but that's way away from it. What you're not getting at is, hey, there's these hundreds and thousands of reports. Here's what these reports actually say. Here's, fighter pilots that actually say this like those actual nitty-gritty details are i think are so much more important totally yeah uh, my aunt molly asks, what color are they like the ships like the crafts and stuff or? i don't know i have no idea um <laughs> gray right everything, there's a lot of everything people... seems to be like gray. no white white they're white. like white like glowing yeah i don't know yeah the people i don't know there's a, i don't you know there's not a lot of good uh, first-hand, what I say good, but first-hand evidence of beings. You know, there's no videos of aliens or anything like that. Totally. You know what I but thought was really cool? people do say that they're gray. There was something that they said in the, uh, I think it was in the, the thing last week where uh, the, the members of Congress or whatever were talking, or was it the Burchett and all those guys, they were talking about how they have seen way better videos than like yes. the ones we have and the they were like really quick hearings. to jump on that and be like oh no 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 yes we've seen like way better shit than what you know the public has seen which I think is pretty sick yeah I mean, do you remember knows? the last hearing where they couldn't get the VLC player to work <laughs> yeah oh yeah yeah dude it's it's yeah it's come a long way totally uh, my brother-in-law Chris says why do aliens always have to do anal <laughs> do they I uh, yeah i don't know it's funny that's like a trope from south park that's, in the yeah, in, in yeah. the you know pop culture i don't i don't think i've ever read anything about that yeah um not I'm, the fire in the sky incident with Tra or travis walton or i'm gonna plead the fifth on that one i don't have maybe it. they i was gonna make a bad joke that would be wildly inappropriate for my family maybe they don't have genitalia the same way there you go. Yeah. Yeah. That's Again, always do um, a detail that no one knows anything about. And if they do say they do, then they're lying. Yeah. Uh, the Real Lizard 11. What is this? I know it's about UFOs or something, but where do I watch or read about it? That was after the hearing happened. Sorry, Real Lizard 11. Uh, you can find it on YouTube. You can watch the entire two and a half hour um, congressional hearing pretty easily. Uh, Ocho from Make War says, "Did you?" Uh, uh, Edwin said, "Did you witness any extraterrestrial activity while you were recording at the Sonic Ranch?" 
No, I don't. I didn't see anything like that. It would have been the place. W- the place we did our last album was in the middle of the desert, mm-hmm. um, like forty minutes from the closest like big city. So the light pollution was pretty low, I suppose. Yeah. And you and I did some like really cool like photos and stuff out yeah, there. Yeah, it was really the sky fun. and like a couple other things. Like we did, we set up some props and stuff, and it was a lot of fun. But I don't remember seeing anything like weird. The the owner might have been an alien. Oh, the owner was an he alien. He might have been an if, alien. If aliens look like, you know, humans yeah. somewhat, then then he's an alien. You know, one of my biggest regrets of is not asking him about his apparently wild UFO stories. Damn. Yeah. Next time. I kind of like put a feeler out there with some of the people down there and they you know they said and I just I just didn't ask him. I don't know why. I don't have a good reason. Let's get him to record it. And then you can splice. He's it got into a an fucking episode. recording studio. He's got a whole studio. So on, microphones. Go next door, man. Um, my aunt Mary just said, "Do you think they'll be nice or not?" A simple but loaded question. Yeah, I mean, it's like it, it depends on like if there's even an agenda whatsoever, you know, yeah. and what how that would carry out. But it's again, that's like so hard. Like we have no context for any of that. Like there's no, there's nothing to say that they would even like think of us as anyone to be nice or mean to like it's just I don't know the whole thing is just so wide open totally and I was talking to uh, somebody yesterday that's the last time I'm gonna say that on this podcast actually talked to a lot of people yesterday I did talk to a lot of fucking people yesterday Uh, the idea of whether or not they're good or bad is something that comes up uh, as to what our response should be the weaponization of space the you know whether or not we should shoot at these things my opinion would be don't shoot at a fucking advanced <laughs> Civilization <laughs> shooting at things you don't know, like what they are. Like I don't. That's it'll be a very a bad idea. idea. But know? again, that's like so. That's such a uh, you know like narrow minded. I guess like not sound like an, an asshole, but like that's a narrow narrow minded way to like think about it. Like, well, we should weaponize space if these things are flying around. It's like yeah, yeah, but like. Or you can just think of it as like this wider open thing, you know, like, I don't know, but I see what you're saying. It's like, a, it's just a reason for one party to like jump on uh, their agenda. Yeah, you know? totally. And the, uh, there's other, another one of my favorite ideas is maybe they're not nice and maybe we are in a some type of prison. Like this planet is some type of prison and we're being harvested for like psychic energy or some kind of crazy shit like that. Because you can't say, we don't know that if we're... Not you don't know if they're nice or not. We don't know if they were a science experiment. We don't know which you know. Like, hey, there's one theory. Maybe that is what's happening, and maybe there is a group of people that really just don't want us to know because our minds would be blown, and there would be no uh, reason to like <laughs> want to live. Anymore. Totally, we'd be like, oh shit, we're just like in a fucking zoo. That sucks. Yeah, and I I will say that while I believe that love and peace are the means to the universe, uh, for you know a way to live together and what it really is morally true and balanced, even from an idea that like, you know, energy and matter tries to reach a homeostasis. Why shouldn't we try to reach a love? And I've done enough mushrooms to know that that's (laughs) the pathway. 10% of me thinks shoot that fucking thing, you know, like with 500,000, a million years of, of, of humans evolving. And you always had to worry about the next human from across the river murdering yeah. you and eating your fucking kids or whatever. Well, you know, not just right out of the cannibalism, but like coming over here, killing you and all your friends and your family. And that was how it went. I don't know, man. It makes sense to me. Like, Hey, I'm open to a good idea to fucking shoot it. If you told me tomorrow that that was the thing and like, yo, they are dangerous and we need to like fight them. I'd be like, 
okay, well then that's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like none of it would surprise me. Totally. Just be like, and oh, then right. Bill Pullman gets up on a on a truck with a air with a thing, and he's giving us a speech about how we have to fight the aliens. Dude, I I still think it's. That was that's probably the most accurate way that it would go down. <laughs> so, the Independence Day thing would be like the way because they would just, yeah, it would just go. It would be an all-out war. We used to walk out to the Independence Day. All right, so when we did that tour with Rise Against, do you remember what year that was? Uh, 2012. Nice. You're usually real quick with that jump shit. So we did a a arena an arena tour mm-hmm. uh when we were a very small band and we didn't know what the hell was going on but we needed a way to walk out and we started to play the uh bill pullman independence day speech before we walked out and thousands of people <laughs> would be like screaming and cheering and shit by the end of it i still think that was like the the best and funniest thing we've done as a band it was pretty good and we brought it back like a little bit later years later we did because it worked so well apparently it's supposed to be playing right now on my phone but it's not Oh, there we go. Is this something I can get in trouble for? I feel like I watch podcasts, and anytime they talk about playing... This is a fair use thing, though. This is a journalistic endeavor, right? Yeah, yeah, we're journalists. We we have uh, (laughs) any actual journalist listeners are just angry. They're like, what are you guys talking about? Uh, It's an incredible, incredible speech. All right, cool. I'll turn it off. My bad. Uh, more questions. Sorry, I'm gonna start ripping through these so that we can get to more of them before we're before we're out of here. Um, I texted you screenshots and then I lost it. The last one being from Edwin, my Aunt Mary Jo. There's one. Uh, <laughs> do you think? Do you believe you have been abducted? Do you think I, you've been abducted? I don't. No, I don't think I've been abducted. No, I, I, I think that. Uh, I don't know, man. I think abduction. I don't know about that, <laughs> but that's a whole yeah. other conversation. Maybe, maybe that's a thing that has happened. But I feel like, I feel like that could be a whole, a whole conversation we could dig into. Yeah, there's a whole uh, aspect of UFOs, um, UAP, that you can kind of like, for better or worse, refer to as high strangeness. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that are associated with seeing or experiencing a UAP event such as um, psychic communication mm-hmm. um, weird synchronicities uh, life things changing in your life and stuff like that and I bring that up because I think that you know with the whole abduction phenomena that I don't I haven't studied much I don't know much about it. like you said I try to you know I kind of stay away from it a bit not because it's like horrifying which it is uh, but because I just haven't seen much good evidence. But then you have things like the Benny and Barty Hill incident, which I believe the Obamas are making a movie about. Um, Crazy. And some instances like that. And I wonder if the psychic phenomena, like the sleep paralysis adjacent kind of aspects of it, are to better explain um, the abduction phenomena. Dude, I have had sleep paralysis on and off since I was like, 1819. Dang. And I haven't had it in a long time, which is awesome because it sucks. Have you seen the demon? Yes. You so, see the fucking yo, demon? So here's a crazy thing, really quick. I know we're going off on a tangent, but it's worth it. Yeah. So I didn't know that this was like a thing everybody saw. And Eric, Eric, who's in our band, he asked me once, he was like, You ever see that? Because I told him I get like sleep paralysis. And he yeah. was like, Have you ever seen that documentary where people talk about their experiences at sleep paralysis? I was like, No. And I was like, I told him, I was like, all I know is that, sorry, I'm chewing a mint. It's probably really annoying. Um, At least you smell nice. And I was like, no, but when I get it, this like demon thing with horns and red eyes 
like charges at me from across the room and screams in my face. Jesus Christ. And that's how I, and I start screaming and then I can't wake up and all this shit. And he was like, that, yeah, dude, that's like, that's like the thing. Like people see that. And I, I didn't, I wow. didn't know that that was. Yeah. You know. That's, I just asked you, I was like, what the fuck? That's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah. It sucks. Wow. It's so scary. That's really horrifying. Yeah. I, uh, I only had sleep paralysis one time in my entire life that I can re- recall. And that was when Greg and I slept on the carpet of the punk house in Savannah, Georgia that was haunted. Oh, that place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't remember what it looked like, but a what I would consider to be a different entity's... I mean, I was sleeping. This was a fucking dream, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, was violently hurting me, and I couldn't move. And then when I, I woke up while that was happening and was conscious but couldn't move. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I couldn't... You're, I, like, like, knew where wait. I was. Yeah. I was breathing and shit. You can see the room. Like, I've always been able to see the room around me just as it is normally. Like, nothing else is, like, surreal or weird. Whoa. It's just there's a demon in the room <laughs> with red eyes that's screaming at you. That's I don't like that. I don't like that one bit, Joe. Mm-mm. Uh, so, Jeff Spence 24 uh, responded to your question sticker on Instagram with... Is it strictly questions? Is it is it strictly alien questions or questions about anything? Well, Jeff, it could have been questions about anything, I guess, because that was a question about anything. Yeah, wait. His question was if he could ask a question. Yes. <laughs> oh, um, I don't know, man. You can talk about anything you want. I just talked about demons. Yeah, right. Uh, Mark Perry. Oh, Mark Young, our, our UK pal, said, "Are you and Joe actually aliens?" <sighs> We might. Who bro, knows? Maybe we might be. What if we're a DNA experiment, bro? We're part alien. I mean, it's totally possible. There's like this whole, you know, why else would we have like ended up in the the band together? We've known each other. That's a good point. Our whole lives, almost, pretty much. That's you know? a good point. That's a, that's a weird coincidence. Yeah, and there's the whole spaceman fucked an ape thing. Yeah, as responsibility uh, as like a stoner bro, mm-hmm. stoner sis, fucking dorm room explanation of the. Uh, Consciousness. Yeah. Makes more sense than a lot of other ones. Hey. Hey. Uh, Mac Ash. Ryan McCauley says, no question, but can't wait to hear this. Miss talking to you guys about the stuff. Stay safe. That's awesome. That's cool. I like when I hear that people yeah. are into this stuff. Old that friend we, from that a long time know. ago. Yeah. Ryan McCauley. Uh, Steve Kulo 7 Cachulo. Joe, can you, as the resident Italian speaker, is that pronounced right? Uh, I gotta, I gotta find it. How, how um, do you spell it? Steve Cachulo, multibene, C U C C O L O. Yeah, sure. Cachulo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, how many different species do you guys think we have crafts slash bodies from? That's too far into the realm of speculation for me. Yeah, same. I, 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 I don't know. I will say the former Minister of Defense for Canada. I believe his name is Paul Hellier, mm-hmm. said that there is, he named a number of different species that he read in like a U.S. memo or something. I really do love the stories and like high, uh, you know, like the, the speculation and speculative stories about those things because I just think it's really interesting, like the Pleiadians and shit. Like I, totally. I love the idea of different kinds and races because it just puts like a human aspect to it that like we can, like that it's tangible yeah, for it's us. Yeah, a story to that works for us. Um, but because we deal in nation knows? states, you know, we deal in like demographics. We deal in like uh, you know different skin colors and that kind of shit. Like a, someone who looks different and has a, another language would make sense to have you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but who knows, man? Yeah, who but knows? like big big names, they talk shit about it. You know, mm-hmm. 
you got your you got your defense minister of Canada, former. Uh, I think he might be dead. They have that Israeli guy last year. Do you remember? There was like an Israeli space guy. Who, oh yeah. Uh, was is in his eighties and was like, yeah, you don't understand. The U.S. is doing all this kind of fucking crazy shit. Mm-hmm. That would be fun if it was real. Um, speaking of Italians, yeah. One of the things that David Grush said um, is that one of the crashes that happened was in fascist Italy in the late 30s. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's like a he huge... said it in a Dutch-language magazine. That's crazy. Yeah, it's like the Italian Roswell. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like bringing it up because it's so it's too hard for like someone to... Uh, that's me. There you go. I'm gatekeeping. I'm like, I don't want to talk about that with my friends and family because they'll think I'm fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's crazy, and it's just this guy saying that he interviewed someone and they said that. So, who knows, man? But you know, who knows? Who knows? You got you got to pull up another question. Yeah, hang on here. I got one. Um, right. Let's see. <laughs> Some of these are really goofy, but uh, okay, this is a good one. What past inexplicable events can now be linked directly to the existence of aliens? I mean, it's on the speculative end, but I like the idea. Of thinking about like, I think we were just talking about like, um, like different phenomena and like different shit that could be now grouped into that. Because oh, yeah. I always think it's like how people say like UFOs and like Bigfoot. It's like a theory that that's all connected. And I'm just kind of yeah. like sometimes I think and I'm like, what if it? What if it really is? Yeah, with like, the what, if, what if all this weird shit is just actually coming from one like place kind yeah. of you know? And even that is like really uh, kind of like zooming in a little too much, but. I like the idea of uh, the like crossover of weird shit. Yeah, you know. Oh, totally. Uh, to answer that question, I think that maybe not the idea we would think of direct aliens, but the whole our lack of full understanding of how the universe works or how to explain it to ourselves, even if that's what the issue is, um, leaves a lot open as far as consciousness goes. You know, we don't really know what it is. What if we can tap into... One of my favorite things I like to think about, which is in my own bro science way, is the field of consciousness. You know, I do think that... I have personally not seen a UFO. I've not seen anything crazy, but I have experienced some inexplicable things, particularly moments I would consider to be psychic. Um, Mm. Not that I could read minds like a palm reader, but I've experienced a couple of instances where someone's thoughts, where I got them. Did I smell their pheromones? Did I, you know, was it a remote thing? Was it a crazy coincidence? Whatever, not going to get into it now. But uh, I think that our consciousness can expound out there. So maybe the alien thing that will eventually be able to explain certain things would be um, Paul on the road to Damascus in the Bible, uh, the prophet Muhammad, uh, some of the instances that happen in the ancient Vedic texts. Okay, so you're saying like stories that were they reference like yeah, Bible they stories reference shit, divine they reference, inspiration. Like, and, yeah, like I uh, saw this coming out the fire from the sky. And, yeah, yeah, Napoleon yeah. inside the Great Pyramid. Yeah. Uh, which did you see a trailer for Joaquin Phoenix gonna play Napoleon? No, but the poster looked cool. Yeah, it's gonna be <laughs> No, but I read sick. the headline. <laughs> Story of modern discourse. No, yeah. but I read the headline. Um Another one. All right. Uh, oh, Lauren Adams says, what do I need to know as someone who didn't watch and only has a little bandwidth to care? It's a great fucking question. Yeah. I mean, there's probably like, I bet if you just go on like YouTube or whatever and just like type in um, the congressional hearing, but just like a, a shortened version of it and get like the main points of just what they talked about. Because I feel like it was pretty good about having like, 
like we were saying in the beginning, like we know a lot about this stuff because we've been following it. But it really was just a lot of the information that is a lot of it has already been known from these from these like pilots and stuff. Yeah. So I feel like if you just like shortened up that thing, that uh, hearing, you probably yeah. get like the main points like pretty easily. Totally. Yeah. Truth. Absolutely. Uh, well, uh, oh, all right. How would we sum it up? I'm going to sum it up. Are you ready for this bad job I'm about to do? Um, the burden of proof regarding UFOs and UAP has now flipped to having to be disproved. And there's a guy who worked for the Pentagon that is saying that there's a decades-long uh, recovery and research program that's been hidden from the uh, the world. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah, those are the two big things, which is funny because the second one's almost like a duh situation. Like, if they found the crap, of course they would hide it. Of course the, mm-hmm. the <laughs> that system that's been in place for that long would run that way. But, yeah, those are the way I would boil it down. Be This guy who was part of the Pentagon UFO investigation team says that there's a absolutely a program and that people have been killed for it, that they found bodies and shit. Killed. Killed. Yeah. I said that was one of the parts too. I wish I had it pulled up so I could play it here. This is sorry. We're, this is a lazy part of it. I didn't get those. I tried to get them together right out of time. We're just two guys who love this shit. Yeah. Just talking you know, about this shit. We'll get up. We'll get up to that point. All right. You got any, you got another question? Um, I kind of, I I kind of got the, to the ones that I thought were 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 good because nice. a lot of them are really goofy. Oh like yeah, what songs we would play for the aliens? Yeah, what song would you play for? I, the last thing I would be fucking thinking about if I was talking to an extraterrestrial <laughs> would be, uh, do I remember how to play the riff to fucking uh, yeah Casey? You know? Yeah, no, I, I'm good. I would have way other uh, other shit on my mind. I'd be embarrassed. Although I guess you know the penultimate scene of. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. What do they do? They fucking play music to each other. You know the guy who plays the organ in that scene was uh, the vice president of the company that made the synth. And Steven Spielberg was like, hey, you look like you'd be good at this. And they just stuck him in there. He's like the most featured extra in a movie ever. That's cool. Isn't that sick? That's awesome. Yeah, that guy rocks. I fucking love that guy. I don't even know him. Uh, Let's see. My sister Sarah, uh, one of the smartest, coolest, most capable, and interesting people I know, along with my sister Shannon, who also uh, carries that title, said, can you do an overview quick of the situation for those who didn't follow the hearing? Mm, I feel like we did that a bunch of times. We probably did that. Yeah, there's three witnesses that were brought forward under oath. One of them was a pilot who experienced crazy things. Another one was a pilot who experienced crazy things. And a third was a UFO investigator who talked to over 40 witnesses, says that there's been a decades-long recovery cover-up project within the United States government and its contractors. That sums it up. We should have just started with that. Yeah, I should have just started. It took us a while to get there. Yeah, we should we'll just we'll reverse this. Play this in reverse. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, my nephew Michael, do they like our songs? Yeah. They do, because otherwise they would have zapped us. Yeah. You know? Yeah, if, if they're a they, then they like our songs. Exactly. Yes. All right, my nephew Henry, my godson, says, how much have you studied? How much do you know about aliens and UFOs? Well, studied a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like we've done enough, more than we can like uh, get into in in this kind of like format. Yeah. But I don't know. I've read a lot of books. That yeah, guy Richard I've Dolan. Read between the two of us, yeah, Richard Dolan's books are. I've, right. I've probably read about twenty five UFO books. Yeah, I still got more at home. I'm still digging into. Yeah, I got a bunch. I got to listen to more audiobooks of them. Oh, but yeah, Henry, the other half of that, how much do you know about aliens and UFOs? 
only as much as you know I'm privy to. I don't really yeah. know much except for those things we mentioned before. I mean, there's not there's there's like no more information out there that we would know than anybody else would. You know, it's all it's all like there's a cap to it. I guess yeah. is what I'm trying to say. Like you know, there's nothing we don't know anything that nobody anybody else uh, doesn't know. Totally. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Uh, all right, my nephew Jack says, "Are all UFOs circular?" No, no. There are lots of cases of and photographs of triangular and angular UFOs. Actually, yesterday in the press conference, Ryan Graves, one of the pilots, said that there was uh, one that he saw that was it was a cube and a disc or a, a disc sphere, and a cube, sphere inside of a cube. Yeah. yeah. So there's like two two cube. shapes and one in one. Yeah. It's so no, they're not all circular, ones. and that's, that's a really good question because that like kind of is opening up the, the the paradigm. Yeah, yeah. You you always want you know you see the classic saucer, but there's obviously uh, so much more out there that is unexplained that yeah. has not that doesn't have that shape whatsoever. Yeah. And my sister Sarah asked again, if we were a less self-centered world, would we already be in relations with aliens? That's taken in a, a lot into account yeah. and making a um, kind of assumption about aliens. But if you, if the assumption that they are like sentient like beings that we could talk to and reason with, yeah, then then probably yes, like maybe you know <laughs> if that if you want to roll with that theory, then like maybe yeah. totally, totally maybe we would have been a little bit more or we should be a little more. Uh, yeah, I totally. I I think that you know that's more likely than not. Uh, not all Paris says. What's your favorite cheesesteak place in Philly? Oh, I don't know, man. Next question. Next question. Real <laughs> Philadelphians don't eat cheesesteaks. I don't eat that bro. shit. Uh, actually, I love cheesesteaks, but I yeah. don't really. Oh, Jim's. Jim's is good. Jim's is good. You know what? I had one um, recently when we got back from the tour. I was like, I'm, it's lunchtime. Beth Ann's not home. I'm getting a fucking cheesesteak. Woodrow's on South Street. Woodrow's. I think it's pronounced. Dude, Woodrow's. I swear to I God, we've I've lived <laughs> we've lived here since like 2008, and there are still cheesesteak places that are like these famous spots that I've just still never heard of. And everybody's like, "Dude, that's why I know? got it." Someone, yeah, yeah, it was like listed. As, I just, you know, like anything in this world where we're so neurotic and internet dopamine focused, I was like, I need to look up the best cheesesteak, and they came yeah. up as one of them, and I was like, "Oh, that's a couple blocks away. I'm gonna get it." Yeah, still blows my mind. Yeah. I, I there's so many out. It there. was great. It had like a cherry pepper shit in the inside of the cheese like the chopped stuff yeah no it was like in there some other oh it's like blended all right it was go. good it was real fucking good i'm not gonna lie um do you believe you've been okay you got that one uh shane gets less are the alien bodies sexy or not definitely sexy sure i mean if you know <laughs> which which version of the alien body the oh the the nordic ones the no <laughs> i mean yeah yeah they're like tall blonde like uh nordic looking like uh thor i imagine they probably look like that's like the idea right? yeah i think that was that's it. like one theory of an alien uh civilization yeah. so yeah they're how, how close hot. do you think that that i don't know anything about people who've talked about the nordic uh aliens that's another one of the quote-unquote races that people talk about how close do you think that's flirting with the old uh the old uh, like white nationalists conspiracy realms. Oh, I don't. Or the internal, you know, kind of the the. I was gonna try to roll that into a joke, and then, but it's not funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I. It's kind of funny. That's a heavy topic. You want me to yeah. go down that path? You better <laughs> no. give me a couple the more Nordic, cups of coffee. The fucking Nordic race of aliens, who are just uh, essentially Aryan. 
Oh, okay. You That's know? what you're saying. Well, there's the whole, like, if you looking up what the Nazis thought about the Thule Society and like, oh, Just, like, the stuff. most perfect, beautiful person. Like, yeah, the old, like, like, mysticism, yeah. weirdness that the Nazis were act the cult shit that they actually did, which is fucking crazy. Uh, if anybody ever actually looks up the kind of shit that they believe, like those, the, the trope from the Indiana Jones movies is, is true, uh, mm. essentially. But yeah, I wonder if, if there's a direct pathway into that. Insanity. Here's one for you. Do you think that there is like a warehouse, like an in Indiana Jones at the end where they have all the artifacts of all the crazy shit and it's just like, yep, this is all the shit we have and it's all just in this warehouse. And- I, I think that that's, that scene highlights something about the bureaucracy that makes so much sense to me as I get older and learn mm-hmm. and that is that people are fucking idiots <laughs> and disorganized and motivated by ways that we don't fully understand and that if we did have a warehouse <laughs> full of uh, you know things that were not ready to ha- that were hidden mm-hmm. that as the generally generationally passed through it would just be a warehouse of lost shit like that and that's totally yeah. just like unkempt I like the idea of that because, like, you know, when we were younger, it was always like, oh, there's, like, a secret government running everything else. And I'm like, okay, maybe there's, like, secrecy within it or whatever. But, like, the whole idea of, like, another government actually – I don't know if I, like – that's, like, a thing that I really believe anymore. But I do believe more so what you're saying where it's just so unorganized that, like, nobody even knows what to do with any of this shit. So they're just like, oh, yeah, that's just in that warehouse because nobody – has ever uh, taken the initiative to actually exactly. like, do anything about or it. Or the know? guys that put it in there are dead. Yeah, yeah. And so it's they're just like... like a number on a on a sheet now. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's uh, the, uh, b- all right. So we got to wrap it up. I'm really sorry if we didn't get to uh, anybody's specific question that they really wanted us to ask because uh, there were some good ones and I know I'm missing them. And I apologize. But so a bunch of people. Oh, Morgan also wanted to know what like further reading, further resources, that kind of stuff. So I thought maybe we could talk about that. All right. So in the beginning, we were talking about like classic, classic books. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, regardless if you like believe or whatever, you just want like a good read. I just read for the first time and it's a super old book, Chariots of the Gods. And oh, great book. That's just such a cool book. Like it's kind of like just uh, all the ancient theories of of like what aliens could have been um, involved in and everything, and it's just a cool, it's a cool read. Yeah, it makes a bunch of stretches, and totally, you know, it's kind of what it it inspired the ancient aliens kind of uh, yeah, series yeah, yeah. on on History Channel and stuff. But it's it's just really fun and like really uh, like thought provoking and and just like that's a cool one if you want to start like back in the day. But you probably have better ideas for uh, suggestions for like newer some newer books um richard yeah. dolan the, richard the, dolan is a historian and a political scientist that during i think his phd stumbled upon something that fired him down the hole the rabbit hole mm-hmm. of ufos and he's does a lot of work with um old documents his books are great um, uh what about uh ross coldhart right That's... ross coldhart wrote a new book called in plain sight it's fantastic he's a australian journalist I, his claim to fame is he was the host of the Australian 60 Minutes. Um, mm. But he did a bunch of investigation regarding what we've got going on now. And the there was like a remote um, communication station run by the U.S. military in Australia that kind of led him down the path. That mm-hmm. He's got a cool shit. He could, they go over something called the Wilson Memo, which I think is extremely interesting and kind of important to look at. They don't know if it's true, basically. This guy, Dr. Eric Wilson... Um, was researching UFOs. He's a, uh, a you know an astrophysicist for NASA. Worked at the Pentagon, and he it, uh, the Defense Intelligence Agency, the head of the Defense Intelligence Agency at one point was this guy Admiral Wilson. He Admiral Wilson 
this uh, Eric Davis goes has a meeting with Admiral Wilson and then writes all these notes down. The notes are released by Edgar Mitchell, the astronaut's estate, when he dies. And Admiral Wilson says these notes this never happened, and Eric Wilson won't confirm or deny that he wrote the notes. But the notes go over the conversation he has with Admiral Wilson, and allegedly Admiral Wilson, who was the head of the defense intelligence agencies, was looking for these special access programs, looking for this UFO program, and found it. And they told him that even though he's the head of the defense intelligence agency and technically should be privy to everything, that he wasn't part of the need-to-know compartmentalization of the things. And it goes into great detail of, like, these are the companies involved. These are the three fucking guys I found. One was like an engineer. One was a lawyer. One was something else. And then they told me I couldn't access these UFOs, and it's happening, and you need to go find it. Damn. And that is pretty much what happened with the hearing. Yeah. Like these guys a- were like, we're part of the government. They're telling us we can't look at this shit, and we're supposed to be able to see all of this stuff, so let's uh, let's blow this shit out in public. 100%. And one full of the circle. Uh, See best, that? full circle and in close encounters of the third kind, there's the French investigators, kind of one of the main characters that uh, um, was based off of a man named Jacques Vallée, who's a computer scientist and probably the world's foremost authority on UAP and UFOs. He wrote a bunch of books. His book Passport, Passports to Magonia is really cool. He there's a bunch of them that kind of get into the realm of what is the UFO phenomena? What's going on? It's not a book of his his a lot of his books aren't just like hey, here's the UFO incident that happened thing. And, uh, oh, one more question that somebody asked that I wanted to address because multiple people asked it. said, why are all of the UFO sightings in the United States? Hmm. And I would say that they're not. The reporting agencies that we're familiar with and some of the only organizations that collect the reports are English-language organizations based in the United States, first of all. Mm-hmm. And second of all, you can check out things like the Cometa Report, which came out of France, uh, the Belgian wave, there's a bunch of documents related to that. The Brazilian and the Mexican governments both um, have released tons of files. I mean, the, when the Soviet Union collapsed, a bunch of old KGB files and military files regarding UFOs were released. One of the most famous incidents ever is the Tehran incident from the 70s. Like, there's, it just goes on and on and on. Yeah, yeah. It's very global. We just hear so much about, you know, the stuff close to home for sure, but yeah, there's so much out there. Because yeah, we're Americans. Because yeah, the, the only books are great. Exists. Well, you know, let's be honest. A lot of people aren't going to read the books. No, so I would say honestly, like there are so many good podcasts to listen to besides yeah. this one, obviously, uh, <laughs> that keep it more up to date. Um, and yeah, what was that? Yeah, Ryan Graves uh, or Ryan, sorry, Ryan Sprague, Ryan Sprague somewhere a in the cool skies. Podcast. That's a really great podcast. He's it's a good dude. Totally, Mike Hanks Micah podcast. Hanks. There's UFO Rabbit Hole. There's um, uh, theories of everything with this uh, physicist mathematics guy who has a bunch of really good ones. Uh, yeah, those are great for like like very up to date like you know what's happening like yeah those guys like it's like twenty four seven for them. And there's some really classic amazing documentaries. There's a documentarian named James Fox who who is made some incredible documentaries. You should mm-hmm. check those out. Hell yeah! Damn. All right. Well, thank you so much for doing this with me, Joe. I'll do this literally anytime. Every day. And uh, I say this, I, and I mean yeah, this. I, I totally want to do it more. Yeah, anytime you want to come do it, do it. Let's do it. It'd be fucking awesome. Oh, and if you want to get in touch with me, please email me at tom at futurefriday.net. I have a little bit of a backlog of some emails I need to answer, but literally, like, I can't stress this enough, I will answer you, and not that many people take the time to do it. So if there's something that you want to hear, something you want to say, or whatever, just email me. Because you know what? Answering Instagram... Uh, things sucks. I don't go on Twitter because Twitter sucks. Um, you know, 
whatever. Just fucking email me, bro. All right. Thank you so much. Uh, we'll see you next time. Hopefully next week. See ya.